like um, something live. You can listen to all the music you want at home and watch all the DVDs and streaming this and that. But you get into a room where there's music happening and you're going to experience something different. But even your, you know, even your experience at home listening to music that you already have in your house, like half of, you know, your collection is things that you discovered going out and seeing mm, bands and being right. on tour and so you have a whole music collection in your house that you got from not being in your house yeah Yep. So everybody go out tomorrow night, Thursday, February 21st, see Empty People, These Bastards, Violent Opposition, That Ship Has Sailed at the Elbow Room, yeah. Jack London Square, Oakland, doors at 8? Eight? Eight. Eight, cool. Eight, nine, somewhere around. Doors are at 8. It's a night show. Doors it's going to be fun. Yeah. Doors at oh, 8. And we've got a band camp, oh. and we got Facebook, so come say hi to us, check out our stuff. Mm -hmm. There's some videos on YouTube. These Bastards. Uh, we're going to close it out with their song... Burn the burn, fucker down. Burn the fucker down. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks Thank for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Pam. Yeah, you bet. This has been Mutiny Radio. Coming up next, uh, the Wednesday Wave. So stick around for that. And again, go tomorrow to Elbow Room. Uh, see these bastards. Also, on the 9th, go out to the Parkside Side. and see them along with War Bison, one of my favorite San Francisco bands. My number one favorite San Francisco band, though, is Floating Goat. Oh. I love Floating Goat so much. Do you know Floating Goat? Oh, yeah. But uh, are they still around? Yeah, they're still around. They've been right. playing right now as a band called Hendrixian, and it's the same three guys, but it's Chris Corona. They all do um, Jimi Hendrix covers. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, but they're fun. But I still, I God, I love Floating Goat. There, I just, I think Aaron Barrett, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, is a great, great, great drummer. He's also a very funny comedian, but he quit comedy. Okay. But he's really, really funny. Ask him to do a George W. Bush impression okay. if you've ever seen. Okay, him. <laughs> all right. Be like Aaron, tell us your George W. Bush impression. Uh, we're gonna listen to one last song from these bastards. Go see them. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, 
vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. You're listening to Balance Breakfast's new podcast, Mission Music. I'm the co-founder of Balance Breakfast, Stefan Aronson. And my name is Jason, and I am from Great Highway, the band. And I am Corey Zegman. I am from Silent Snow Kid. Uh, I just realized uh, Jason is on a. Um, Jason, you're on one of the uh, the mics from the other room. Do you want to say uh, want to do your pitch again? Oh, uh, I am once again and still Jason from Great Highway. Beautiful. Forever. We uh, we um, we have a, like a special show today. So there are extra microphones in the studio, and as I said earlier, this is a new show, so there are bound to be problems. Uh, Jason, do you want to let them know what like let our listeners know what's in store for them today? Oh my God. So many magical and amazing and wondrous things. So what's going to happen is I'm going to do a little switcheroo with uh, a guest who we have in here who's going to co-host in my stead so that I can then proceed as a performer and play some music for you and, and be interviewed as well, though I'm some sort of celebrity. But why, uh, why is that? It's because, I'll tell you why it is, Stefan. Yeah. It's very interesting. There's a concert coming up. Would you say like nay, a concert nay or a festival? I yeah, would, I would, I would feel say. that way too. Yeah, an, an explosive uh, cavalcade of amusements is coming on September nineteenth through the twenty second. Yeah, where is that? I'll tell you where it is. It's at Amnesia, which is a fantastic club in the Mission District, right here in San Francisco, mere blocks from where we're broadcasting. Would Would you agree that it's between twentieth and twenty first, or not nineteenth? Um, I really want to verify it with a map, <laughs> but I'm going to say tentatively that I, I trust you. Between nineteenth and twentieth. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, so, do you want to introduce the host one more time? Uh, I will introduce the host for the first time. Our co-host is the fantastic Christina Eastless, and Hello. and she is uh, a, a designer and uh, just all I'm around. A fan. Uh, yeah, and a, gra- kind of a graphics music. guru. Yeah, so she actually did our uh, album artwork and much of our single artwork for our, our new record in 2019. Do you do you want to? Sure, a, that's accurate. That I'm Christina Eastless with Eyecatcher Design and Marketing, and I am a big local music fan and big fan of Great Highway, um, and I'm thrilled to be here. Nice. Um, w- what was your first uh, show or first time seeing them live? My first time seeing them live, I believe, was at a show about a year and a half ago. And I can't remember where that was. It was um, probably Bill Graham or <laughs> <laughs> Bill Graham for sure. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We we go there a lot. So yeah, yeah. It might have been the stadium, the new yeah. the new Chase. Exactly. It was We've the been new there a Chase Center. Times. Remember yeah. when we went to Chase for? Yeah. Yeah. Before you played. You played. You played right after it. O- right before it opened a week ago or something. Yeah, w- <laughs> we opened for you two. They were here uh, from Ireland. Uh, yeah. I know Bono, so we're, <laughs> we go back. Nice. I like that. 
Um, two hours of lies. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jason, you want to you want to pitch your guys' newest album that you just came out with? Oh man, it's super due. Um, so, yeah, we we cut a record in twenty nine earlier this year, like a couple months ago. Um, it was self produced. Took us a year. It's called Into the Sun. It's on Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud. Apple music. Apple music, Google Music, blah, blah, blah. Napster, Napster, yeah, um, uh, you porn, uh, <laughs> nice. Do you, so for that, do you? Porn I mean, <laughs> what's the service that connects your music with videos for 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 you porn? Yeah. Um, so what we do is we we just upload to to SoundCloud and then we ask people to look at porn and sync it themselves. Uh, just open two yeah. tabs. Crowds crowdsourcing. Yeah, exactly. That way that uh, holistic we, approach. And then we yeah. ask for feedback on what they were watching, when what inspired them while they were listening to our music, <laughs> and then we uh, find out you know more about our audience that way. I mean, do yeah. do you find that you get a lot of depth of inspiration, or is it kind of isolated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's the depth Great of this conversation? Yeah, depth of inspiration. It's a lot of gang depth of inspiration was actually the name of our first porn movie. That we did together. <laughs> so that was the. <laughs> nice. Got our first. Our DJ does this a lot. No. Should we introduce these that wasn't turkeys? Let's introduce by the, the way? bandmates. Yeah. Can you tell us about your bandmates who are here? I think they should tell us about the, my bandmates that are here. Go ahead. Meredith, you're you're on you're on the air with millions of people. Oh, <laughs> tens of people. Tens of millions, tens of millions of people. My it's name. Just Gail. <laughs> just Gail. Hi, Gail. Uh, it's great to meet you. <laughs> My name is Meredith. I DJ and uh, play electronic drum pads in Great Highway. Uh, do you, I'll give you. I'll give you a mix. Oh, hello. My name is Sean McAllister. I play guitar, write a few lyrics, and generally carry a lot of heavy band equipment around. He's so strong. That's true. He does carry all the band equipment. Yeah. His his mic works too. I mean, does it? You don't have to be an enabler. Oh. I was having they so much fun. They want to share. They're close. I think. <laughs> but your mic your mic is working. Yeah. So close. I think it is. Hey, look at that. Yeah, uh, everyone's geez. here. Well, that was a waste of time. So I know Great Highway has gone through lots of iterations, and yeah. you t you three are kind of the core. How long have you been together, the three of you? Oh man, um, when when did you 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 joined? Well, so I I started it in 2012. You joined at and 2013. End of the year, yeah. yeah. And then you joined the next year, right? I think 2014. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they they've been around for a while. We we've had a lot of a lot of people flit in and out, but these are the OGs. Yeah. Woo. Oh show. Which one's the most gangster? Uh, Meredith. Yeah, Don't point Meredith. fingers. <laughs> See what she just did there? She's in charge of everything. <laughs> what, yeah, did you, did you ask me or did you ask the viewers? Uh, the viewers? <laughs> the viewers? <laughs> huh? I didn't know radio worked that way. <laughs> well, the way that you asked on, uh, over the airwaves, I was like, I'm not sure who you're talking to. Are you trying to train me to be a better radio personality? <laughs> <laughs> is that what's happening right now? It all, it all comes back to, this is the new podcast. Um, yeah. You, you don't. You, I mean, I'm working on it. I've got my smooth voice down, you know. Yeah. And I'm hilarious. Yeah. Ha ha ha. That's two things. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that laugh track for uh, for later. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Ha ha. Yeah. Can, can you, can you edit again. that out for me and, and send it? <laughs> yeah. I'll just Basically. put it in a lot. I need yeah. a bunch of Just slice it up. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 and the yeah. snort. Can you hand me that <laughs> one too? All right. That's not fair. 
the um, what what do you think um, um, inspires the music? Like, is it something you listen to? Somewhere you win? Something you're doing? So the the new album is unique in that it came out after I had a pretty aggressive battle with cancer. I was I was sick for uh, over a year actually, and the the band was off for a part of that time, and we kind of had to regroup and reboot a little bit um, at the tail end of 2018, which is when we started working on the album. Um, so the album itself, a lot of the stuff that I wrote is about cancer, and then a lot of the stuff that. Meredith and Sean wrote because everybody in the band writes music um, is is really all about sort of like uh, growing into yourself and overcoming suffering and mm. um, fi finding your place in the world, finding it again, finding it for the first time. Um, you know, we've all we're all human beings, so we've all been through crazy crazy shit. So uh, you know, it's 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 just uh, it's about that, I guess. And uh, the the album's called Into the Sun because it's sort of a, a, a journey a journey around. Uh, into space and back, I guess, um, leaving yourself and then finding yourself again. Oh, that was uh, actually unexpectedly deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly a comedy album. Surprising <laughs> metaphor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If only it had synth behind it. Like if we could have like put some synthesizers <laughs> behind it. It had so only. much synth. Yeah. It's got all the synth. If only. Every synth ever is, is blasted into that <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> The, um, I feel like I feel like uh, your your microphone is a, a single direction microphone. Just to clarify, and it needs to point more at your mouth. It's not pointing at my mouth. It's not pointed at my mouth. I just I just feel like I just feel like I would tell you that because what I was hearing, I think that's gonna be better. Yeah, it's sort of droopy and sad. It just uh, I just felt like I was going in and out. I felt like instead of ignoring it, I would like call it out on the air so that everybody who was listening, who was hearing, like you should hold it. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it. I think that's good. Yeah. It just yeah, it just it just seemed like um, I mean, th we have this nice 1960s, 19 <laughs> <laughs> like state of the art. Yeah, state 50s. Mice um, have tuned off certain parts of it, and um, yep. Yeah, that's Actually, real mahogany that wood. Yeah, it, yeah, right. <laughs> you, get, you get you get a little excited in here, and you start cl clawing at the edges. But I was just watching your voice go in and out of the red, and there's a very uh, uh, stick, good sticker above it that says "Keep your needles out of the red." And mm -hmm. you were in the, the red, red, so yeah, um, yeah. Well, I have a tendency to to wander into the red in, in general in life. It's a metaphor. Does that also describe your album? Yeah, it wanders into the red. Into constantly. the red. The whole thing. Just <laughs> we should rename not it into the, the red. Not into <laughs> the red. <laughs> yes. And just like put a big red like filter. Yeah, over I'll just the redesign the cover. Of the cover. <laughs> just make just it a casually. big red blotch. I think honestly, a lot of what it is is that I think this microphone is total crap because even when I'm right yeah. on it, I can hear my myself kind of oh, cut yeah. in and out yeah. yeah well that's what that's what um that's what the beginning of the show is for so that, that way when we put on your track eventually here uh you can race around the studio looking for a less crappy microphone to uh -huh. replace it that's a good Ooh. point in general that's a good point i mean there's about 10 crappy microphones in here so <laughs> that's a good, that was a good point and a good segue and it's almost as though you're a radio show host or something <laughs> well i mean i mean if you if you had a if you had a track you wanted to hear and then you could talk about it afterwards mm, that's that a good point like a great what plan a, yeah. what a good segue uh <laughs> yeah uh, can you queue up um fall the, the song fall indeed i can especially if you tell me what you want to hear about it well, uh, so Fall is a, is one of the one of the sort of deeper, more serious songs off the album. It's a it's a basically a letter to myself in the hospital. I, I wrote it um, 
shortly after I got off of uh, getting a stem cell transplant, which is a very intensive procedure for cancer patients. And uh, when I was home, I kind of had wished that I could uh, beam a letter back into the past and tell myself, like, basically, that things are going to be all right, and um, you're going to get through this, and you are, in fact, like, going to live. Um, so I think I just went in the red again. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's basically that, and it's it's just a it's just kind of a way of. Uh, saying to myself like you know there's good times and bad times but in the end um we all we all rise out of it so uh not now cue up the album <laughs> this is your time to pitch it you say hey you're oh, listening to oh, no. oh i thought uh, you i thought you meant literally you wanted me to go over there <laughs> and cue the album up <laughs> <laughs> like you're just tired of hosting like, like, you buddy you're already me? there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be easier if you did it Steph. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to get up <laughs> oh, is there man. a better word for cue up the album what is it now now talk pitch. about the album no no pitch. like i want i want you're listening to uh, oh, 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 yeah. You're listening to Great Highway's brand new smash gold triple platinum record <laughs> from 2019, Into the Sun. Woo! And the song? And the song is Fall.
I will wake up with all I've learned.
saying that I'm just saying that I get a bit worried when we have this idea that getting to a certain place you know it's the journey not the destination right? so you were just listening to Great Highway's Lessons in the Dust and we are back with Great Highway in the studio can you tell us a little bit about the song Lessons in the Dust yeah yeah uh, so yeah that's the one that comes right after Fall in the album and um, basically it's kind of the, the follow-up song um, it, it was kind of written inspired by this guy, Simon Miller. He's a fantastic uh, YouTuber and, and uh, podcaster and blogger. And uh, he, does a, he does a bunch of different stuff. Um, he he uh, commentates uh, for wrestling uh, shows, and he's, he's kind of a comedian, but he also does this little thing on YouTube where he talks about self-help and self-care. Um, and it's, it's weirdly popular. Like, a lot of people just listen to it. Um, I think he has an interesting story that kind of transitioned him into talking about depression and mental wellness and stuff because he, uh, he, he wanted to be a wrestler when he was in his 20s, and then he had some kind of spinal injury. So for a few years, he was, like, told, like, you'll, you'll never be able to basically fulfill your childhood dreams. So uh, instead, he went on YouTube and got famous for, for talking about uh, mental wellness and how to... How to uh, to to live when you can't fulfill your you know your childhood dream and among other things. Uh, I was really inspired by him when I was in the hospital and getting through cancer. I I, I listened to a lot of his podcasting and uh, so I decided to um, to ping him after I, I got out of the hospital and I I, I just told him I'm I'm writing a song and I want to use a clip of your uh, your one of your uh, YouTube videos about about depression and about how to get through depression, and uh, I, I didn't expect to hear from him, but I threw him like, I think like ten bucks or something on Patreon. I thought, uh, you know, maybe that would help. And uh, mm. he he wrote he wrote back immediately, and he's like, oh yeah yeah totally. I'm so honored, and you know your your story is the kind of thing that keeps me going, and um, y people like you are the reason why I do what I do. So I was really flattered by that and then yeah i put uh put a clip of him at the beginning and the end of that song and uh that's the last song on the album and it's it's just basically about um uh, getting out of the hospital um sitting at the lake for the first time uh crying a little bit feeling you know elated to be out and then kind of uh thinking about the future and what to do next like what's the next step now um so it's kind of a jubilant jubilant song but also sad at the same time yeah beautiful there yeah, you go well with that that was a beautiful story thank you We'd love to hear it. Uh, I'm not going to play that one live because we just played it, <laughs> and it will bore the crap out of people. But I will play another. I will play another one off the new album. Uh, it's a song called "Magnetic," and uh, I am not a very good guitarist, so this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> I actually play saxophone in the band and, and sing, so uh, so this is like me doing a string instrument awkwardly, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, so this is the first song on the album, and it's it's a love song, but it's also got a little bit of that kind of hint of that theme throughout the album of like, um, you know, getting to the next chapter of your life and uh, finding your way again. And uh, yeah, and this song's kind of about how help, how love can help you do that, I guess. So with that said, I think I'm going to play this bad boy very poorly. <laughs> Get it. Low, I was low, back from But you gave me your control And you shook me to the core Kind and gentle, soft and strong But 
This mic's still working. It it's is. a little muffled. It's a little muffled. We had a caller uh, call in and to talk about how muffled my mic is. <laughs> yeah, a little muffled. Is, is the caller perhaps selling microphones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we need about Same day shipping. six. <laughs> yeah. Five, six. I guess they're good for comedy and horrible for uh, singing. What yeah. we ought to do is we ought to really like give. Switch it. I think you should take this one yeah. for like when you sing and stuff. Yeah, let's not embarrass more people in my band <laughs> with terrible <laughs> microphones. <laughs> but hopefully that came out as some sort of music. I think it sounds, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's possible we got more sp spoiled in the studio than people did tuning in, but hopefully yeah. they still got 
somewhat spoiled. Yeah. Definitely. I'll just sing it again in the edit and then, you know, with yeah. a really, really good <laughs> studio mic. I can picture you actually doing that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's the kind of thing I would do. That Sitting is. at home and going, well, what's the difference between me playing this now and me, like, uh, playing the, 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 stu the studio version? Yeah, totally. I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that we, we, I think you should edit this part out and just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, like, put the, editing. I'll put the, the regular, like, studio track in there and pretend that it was like me and a guitar. <laughs> yeah, and, and like how did suddenly sounded like 80 layers of music. Yeah, how did he DJ and also like... <laughs> he was, where did the sax come in? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, how I did forgot, that happen? forgot to mention I brought my sax. Oh, yeah. Throw yeah. that sax in. I didn't see a sax in the studio. Indeed. Snuck it in there. Indeed. If you, if you were to tell us like, hey, play another recorded track, what would you tell us to play? Yeah, actually, I want uh, I want uh, my friend Meredith here to introduce the next one. So I want you to cue up uh, Oxygen, and oxygen. Meredith's going to talk about Oxygen. Um, hello, my name is Meredith. I mentioned that earlier. Um, this is a song that I wrote about um, about and for and around my anxieties. Um, <laughs> Uh, they've really been the most consistent um, loved one in my life. <laughs> Always there for uh, you. And <laughs> it seemed appropriate to write a song uh, about how they've helped and hindered me simultaneously. Um, mm. You know, um, carrying me like a baby bird into adulthood. <laughs> uh, and you know, for <laughs> for better or for worse, uh, they are there, and um, it's often very difficult to talk about mental illness and and mental health uh, in our society, and blah blah blah. Um, and so, yes, as a, a depressed and anxious person, <laughs> it seemed uh, like a good idea to write a song about it. Do you have do you have things that trigger you? Like, do you have things that you have to either avoid or things you do when you feel it coming on? Um, I mean, medication is great, um, mm. as is therapy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the combination of those two things, I really can't recommend it more. Um, do you find songwriting therapeutic? Um, he, yes, um, I suppose so. Yeah, um, it, it used to be anxiety inducing in itself um, because it's like, oh, I should make something awesome or nothing at all. <laughs> um, but I, I found that when I just started to write things that, you know, were what I was feeling, yeah. um, stuff just kind of poured out um, yeah. unexpectedly. And so, you know, the song, um, as well as the other one I wrote on this album, both kind of like, you know, word vomited out that way. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Do you want to cue this one up without actually walking over here and pushing the play button? <laughs> oh, I'm deeply confused. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, the song, yes. Um, so also on Into the Sun, uh, the song is called Oxygen. Um, and yeah, it's an ode to my anxieties. Thank you. 
I love how um, a lot of the uh, the album feels like it's kind of an introduction to all of your bandmates because as you listen, you kind of get an introduction into you you singing Jason and also Meredith and Sean and Holly and throughout the album it's kind of like little snapshots into each of you so it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We actually we intentionally did the track order to start with a a, a song of mine and then a song of uh, with Holly singing and then one that Meredith wrote and then I think the fourth song is the one we're about to play live which was one that our our guitarist penned so mm. yeah <laughs> perfect good segue a lot of breakup and pain <laughs> yeah it's a very everyone light. can relate love. we should everyone, talk about that everyone can relate <laughs> probably all need therapists huh? who hurt you <laughs> this is your we have problems we have but it's problem. got a very light touch so yeah. that, that's it's like true it's so happy it's danceable well, upbeat breakup danceable danceable heartbreak yeah Ooh, that's a good genre Danceable heartbreak. Is that like is that like House the, and is that like the cure? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank realm? you. Yeah. Or it could be a futuristic kind of genre that's like it's got two meanings because it's break like a breakbeat break, you know? Ooh. Like, oh. Heart, heartbreak. <laughs> breakup beat. Break wow. beat. I was breakup. I was seeing photos. I was <laughs> Everybody seeing took that out. seriously for. <laughs> they took it seriously for five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then this could be the next thing. 
I was seeing I was seeing photos of the cure, of of Cure today and realizing that um, um, I was bonding a little bit because it was like throwback photos when they had like crazy 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 hair mm-hmm. and then you think about them now and it's like there's n- there's no there's no hair and so it's like it's okay like if are we they, still are have they the crazy hair no just the receding hairline oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah, still yeah. crazy yeah. yeah. So it's still long, but sort of now it's got that flushed back kind of yeah, long. Yeah, <laughs> like pulled it I always back think that's kind bit. of a horrible look. I'm just like, yeah. cut it short. <laughs> yeah, come on, you're 65 years old. I just watched them get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and oh really? It was a great performance. But yeah, they're, they're getting up there. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, because 80s, right? So they've got to be like in there. 60s or yeah. at least yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but the hair's still going it's just <laughs> receding a little bit good for them killing it <laughs> <laughs> all right back back to great highways uh what was it breakup danceable heartbreak <laughs> yeah sean, <laughs> sean do break you want to da- break up you want to introduce our next danceable heartbreak song a breaking orbit yeah breaking oh. orbit oh. yeah. good sense it's a very <laughs> upbeat you know great um <laughs> You know, it makes you happy. It's about breaking up and divorce. And <laughs> it's just, you know, you're going to really smile to this song. <laughs> no, no, it's good. My it's, favorite things. <laughs> no, I, this was a fun song to write, actually. No, well, not really. That was actually. Another <laughs> line. Uh, this was, yeah, this was a, I'm not really a breakup song kind of writer. I generally try and write towards things That's that true. aren't break. It's more like, yeah, yeah. I like addiction, politics, friends, <laughs> fun, drinking, you know. Mm-hmm. This, one, this man wrote a Christmas song. Yes. Oh, wow. He did. He wrote a Christmas song. Can we yes. hear it? That <laughs> should be, I mean, we'll need to have them that back That should be the December. bonus track of this, of this episode. <laughs> Christmas in September. Yeah. Gotta have a Christmas song. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think hearing the album as it was progressing, as we were making it, I thought, you know, I really need to add in the breakup song. And so... The song was interesting to me because I I wrote it before the breakup. Like it was sort of a way to think about how it would feel if it truly happened. Mm -hmm. And, and, and at that time I I wrote it as sort of a, in the future. And so it's kind of a future thinking about if this happened, how you would write that song. So um, yeah, it meant a lot. It meant quite a bit to me. And what's great is I I tend to write these acoustic songs. That's the style I, I sort of started with. And then Jason will take and add the electric, electronica twist over it and it really kind of it makes for a nice sort of analog digital feel to the songs which we 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 try to produce which gives a little warmth to the digital genre definitely yeah yeah totes so that's what i have to say about that one (laughs) so now we're going to bring it back to the acoustic and we have the true warm acoustic fantastic right on we're going to do a rare acoustic performance of breaking orbit and i'm going to sing it for him Breaking down, oh, oh, I'm breaking down. 
usually sound anything like that. <laughs> I dug it, though. Thank you. It's like, it, um, it could be like late night TV. What's that unplugged TV show where you're sitting on a stool and like playing music at midnight or one o'clock in the morning? Oh. Yeah, at a cafe. I don't remember. Carson Daly? Yeah, probably Carson Daly. <laughs> <laughs> what was that unplugged with Carson Daly or something? Oh, or yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a show for like 45 years or something. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still Arsenio Hall. Oh, Arsenio Hall. I would yeah. love to see you on Arsenio Hall. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you said Arsenio Hall and I was like, oh, I'd also like to see you on the RuPaul show. <gasps> oh, Meredith loves the oh RuPaul. Oh my God. <laughs> what what season are you watching? Because I'm like backtracking to the RuPaul drag show race stuff. You're you're backtracking? Like I think I just did season five and then I was like, well, let's see what happened on season four. <laughs> well, uh, in, in my opinion, season six is the best. Oh, okay. um, season five is excellent due to um, Alaska Thunderfuck. Um, Alaska! Uh, um, yes. <laughs> Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, but season four is excellent in its own way due to mm-hmm. being um, the season with Sharon Needles yes. and um, O'Hare. <laughs> uh, the, the, the like rivalry between her and uh, Fifi O'Hara. Yeah. Um, These names. So the there's, po- they're amazing. There's, a, there's a moment where she's like, go back to Party City, bitch, yeah. or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> Like, tired old show queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Something along the lines, at least I am a runway model. Or yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Jason, you're, you're really tall. You would probably look good in some of these way. Yeah. <laughs> some but drag. outfits. Really yeah. would. I mean, I, you want me to be a woman in, in the band? Is that I, what you're saying? I don't know, you know. It's I have learned good. so much from that show, though, like, how to throw shade and, mm. like... Mm. And Correctly. To, yeah, yeah, and how to open the library and, like... Oh, yeah, the library's open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Let's get um, some reading done because exactly. reading is fundamental yeah uh and, and that's the lesson of rupaul <laughs> i basically <laughs> I, I remember wanna, to read i, I want to start like every radio show with rupaul is like gentlemen 
start your engine, and may the best woman win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a, a very ironic uh, intro mm. for a podcast with three guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? I mean, drag races. Exactly. <laughs> no, I know, but three guys that no are not in drag. In there. Yeah, yeah, three guys not <laughs> in not drag. being queens. We could be. I, well, where's the basket of wigs? <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to revisit the, the format a little bit. Yeah. Somebody's hungry. Uh-huh. Corey, you want to help them out and tell them tell them where where they're playing so because their mouths are full, they can't say it themselves. Amnesia. Yeah. On Saturday, the twenty first. Yeah, Amnesia. come see him. Saturday the 21st. Mm. Come see him. Great Highway. Great highway. highway. Come see them at the Balance Breakfast. <laughs> we, uh, Hopefully we, by that time they will have finished uh, their donuts. There goes the diet. <laughs> there goes the diet. <laughs> the, um, what's, what are you most excited about? In the whole world? <laughs> I mean, translate it as you will. Yeah. I'm excited about, um, I'm excited about a new album. I'm excited about Balanced Breakfast. I generally am really excited about it. I think a lot. Of, I think it's got a really great lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go every every day that I can. Um, definitely Saturday, definitely Sunday. I'm gonna try to go Thursday, Friday. Uh, I am excited about. Uh, we're doing a, a charity show in November on the second. It's on a Saturday at Bottom of the Hill, and we're playing with Panic Is Perfect and the Minnesota Child, which are pretty big pop bands and we're we're super psyched about that we're donating 100 percent of the money to the leukemia and lymphoma society lymphoma is the cancer i had had two bouts with it back to back so i fought it for a year and a half and um that uh charity is uh, is really is really great for um patient care and um really great for uh research they're doing a lot of really good cutting edge shit with the money that 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 uh that charity raises so uh i'm uh, i'm really excited to give back it's kind of like the first time I've publicly given back to the community that cared for me when I was sick. So I'm really excited. And it's about a year after, you know, a year after the, the cancer. So it's like, it's kind of an anniversary show too. Um, mm. Cancer free for a year, huh? Mm-hmm. Or a little over a year, but yeah. Nice. Congrats. So I'm excited about that. And so, yeah. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited to get the donut out of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. What do you have for that? Sweet, sweet I got nothing. I didn't even bring floss. <laughs> Should have. If you, if you if you sang another song, would it slowly work its way out of your mouth? Yeah, it would, but I'm not going to sing. I'm actually going to pass the singing duties mm-hmm. over to our DJ, who is also an excellent vocalist and, and uh, sings her, her own songs, um, because that's the kind of band we are. So uh, I'm going to have Love her it. introduce uh, a song called... Called Escape Velocity, which is also off our new album. Take it away. Oh, it it's like you did it on purpose. Like sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I have donut in my teeth. Mm-hmm. What about that? Yeah. Um, this is a song um, about uh, my experience living in a small town uh, and discovering that I am a gay lady and. Boy, does that suck. Um, And, yeah, just about, you know, typical teenage finding yourself, la, 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 um, and realizing that the best thing about a small town is getting out of it. Amen. Word.
Thanks, Sean. You're welcome. <laughs> we, uh, what was your small town? Um, it was called Elizabethville, Pennsylvania. Elizabeth. Yeah. Is it still called that? It. Oh, good, good <laughs> question. Really great question. Uh, it is still called Elizabethville. Yeah. Elizabethville. Cool. Um, 
the Amish uh, are prevalent portion of that town. Mm-hmm. Do we know who Elizabeth was? M- nope. No idea. No idea. The awesome. Com- complete blank. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Amish uh, are they are they still using horses? You know they are using horses. Um, we. The the biggest deal uh, in the time that I lived in Elizabethville is when uh, Walmart moved in, um, <gasps> and wow. they yeah it was very controversial. Um, but they accommodated the Amish by um, in the parking lot they put a whole bunch of like little um, you know stand areas to rope up your your horse and buggy. Um, While you went into Walmart, in case you had a horse and buggy. Did they raise the walls of Walmart using ropes and pulleys and (laughs) and teamwork? Surprisingly, yeah, it went up so fast. (laughs) Interesting. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they used local labor for that. Yeah, you know, local work. Yeah, is best. How long did you live there? Um, I moved there uh, as a freshman in high school. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was it's really the time. prime time to like roll into a new small town yeah. uh, as a gay. And a Democrat. I mean, probably more controversial was the Democrat part. Ain't nobody wanted it. Did you did you leave another small town as a gay? Um, no. I Well, I left a suburbia as a... Uh, not out gay. Mm. 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 Yeah. Which oh. suburbia? Um, outside of Philly. Okay. I've heard, uh, I, I've heard Philadelphia is a good spot for being gay. Yeah. I don't know if that's the correct way it's to possible. say that, but. Uh, um, yeah, they do have a gayborhood, which yeah. oh, was cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a delight to know yeah. that existed. We drove like three hours from Amish country to. Like, visit the neighborhood. Wow. That was my understanding is just that like outside of San Francisco there are other thriving like neighborhoods or spots that like pockets. Yeah, Definite that do, pockets. That, do that, that do it as well if not better than San Francisco. I mean, I think everyone makes do with what they have. And uh, I, think I don't it's know more, if it's better. Yeah, I think they're more isolated in a lot of cities Indeed. where like they're isolated to a neighborhood where you feel safe and comfortable mm-hmm. to be exactly. out in yourself versus here you can just exist. It's everywhere, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a like New Orleans. Um, I grew up in Louisiana, uh, the like younger part uh, of my growing up, and. Louisiana is a very red state. Um, I thought you were saying the the younger part of Louisiana, and I was like, what neighborhood? <laughs> what neighborhood is that? You know, you hip know. Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the young younger and part. Hip Cajuns. No. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, however, like New Orleans is absolutely, um, you know, a progressive uh, metropolis, and they have the Fruit Loop, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is what they call their neighborhood. Nice. Yeah. I just, I just like that community forms. It's like however it's going to mm. form, mm-hmm. as it, whether it as takes needed. a neighborhood, whether it takes a bar, whether it takes a club, the, For that sure. somehow a community forms to to around you. I wish there was Definitely. like, I wish there was like a legit musicians community neighborhood, like like a neighborhood where you could go. Oh, if you want to hang out with musicians, go to what? such and such. You street. mean in San Francisco? That would be a great idea. I want, yeah, I want to live yeah. on that street. It's <laughs> basically the mission by default, but it's not really like str- it's not strongly that. I want us to have like mission. I want us to have like musician flags that we hang though, mm-hmm. and be like, I'll have the biggest musician flag outside of my window, and just be like, yeah. mm, I'll come get one, come all. Yeah, yeah. I want that. 
I mean, that'd be kind of cool if if it if it did become the mission, and the mission could hang out next to the Castro, and we could be like super like pride na- uh, neighborhoods. <laughs> super pride neighborhoods. Fused together. SPNs. I just I can see how big things could be accomplished with that. Live music 24/7. <laughs> Would yeah. that be exclusionary for people who don't play music? Mm. Uh, aren't there straight people that live in the Castro? That's true. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I haven't gone door to door yet, but <laughs> straight or gay, straight or gay, it's straight high or gay. Time. Yeah. Hi, you don't know me. I'm Stefan. Yeah. Are you gay? Just asking. Thank you for your time. Just asking. Are you allowed I'm here? I'm taking a poll. Just, uh, yeah, running me? No, I don't work for anybody. I'm just a guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's a guy with questions. Just too. checking in. Yeah. <laughs> Came to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, oh, are you, what are you gonna do with this? I don't know. I'm just thinking about this neighborhood for musicians. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? I don't know. Like we're just so far, we're just gonna like have a neighborhood. <laughs> we want to start a musician for neighborhoods. So uh, I'm a neighborhood for musicians. Uh, z- z- my point is, are you gay? <laughs> Excuse me, what? <laughs> Ma'am? No, I'm not homeless. How does this, yeah. <laughs> How does this relate? Yeah. What is it that you would like people to know about your band going forward? Ooh, what are you working on next? I yeah. heard you're working on something next. That's Yeah, we are. There you go. Um, so yeah, we're going to do... Uh, so there's two things we're going to do. We've been around for seven years, and... Uh, uh, since we're international superstars at this point, we've, we've basically <laughs> played all the stadiums. Yeah, we've har, opened for Bono. So we're gonna um, we're gonna put out kind of a like a best of us collection. We're gonna we're gonna sort of remaster and and re-record a couple of our favorite tracks, and then and we're also gonna release an acoustic record, um, which we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, it's good timing that we've started working on that because basically like we've never done acoustic stuff before and uh have just started it like in the latter half of 2019 and um which is why we were able to even play anything here and uh and yeah we're 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 prepping like some of our favorite songs acoustic um acoustic is basically the opposite of what we are <laughs> we're mm-hmm. we're very electronic and very electric um and uh very uh up tempo so it's fun to think about like uh seven years of songwriting together uh how can we spin that into something chill and you know, more mid-tempo and more relaxed and laid back, maybe a little bit more down-tempo and melancholic, um, mm-hmm. but but still fun to listen to. Yeah, in fact, our new strategy for, I think we're going to do two songs, right, at Amnesia, where we do a, sort yeah. of an acoustic intro, mm-hmm. do acoustic intro and then go into yep. the... Kind of a blend. Yeah, sort of a blend cool. to give it a try. Yeah, we've been yeah. we've been more into cover songs. Our our new lead singer's really into covers. She's like a karaoke queen. So uh, <laughs> we've been we've been working on covers. And when we write it, when we write an arrangement for a cover, we like to half acoustic, half electronic it. So we had a Sad question for Great movie. Highway yeah. uh, coming from a, a an unknown caller. Um, okay, where did you get the name from? Mm. Oh, it's the street on the west side of town. I know that's so super Otherwise boring. Known as Otherwise known as Great, <laughs> Great Highway. Great Highway. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the road that runs along the ocean. We, you know, we in 2012, me and my original songwriting partner, who's who's not with the band anymore, we were like, 
we wanted to uh, make it quintessential San Francisco. We always wanted Frisco? to be a local band. Frisco, yeah. Frisco. Um, and Sweet Gale was taking, taken, so yeah. uh, we had to come up with oh. another name. Sweet Frisco Gale. That was our first name. And you know, it was our, <laughs> we went down to the copyright office. They were like, it's Absolutely taken. Yeah. It's yeah. taken. So yeah. great highway it was. Um, it's, a, it's just a beautiful part of town. It's the first place we rehearsed, like 48th and Balboa. I think wow. we had a tiny little room in a in someone's garage um like our original bassist and so yeah it just it just sort of stuck I like it there you go with that thanks um we're gonna play one more song for gail this one's dedicated to gail uh it's it's called the if gal. you can queue up far away mm. um and sean this is another piece that sean penned so he's gonna he's gonna outro us with a little bit about this song yeah totally. mm. yeah this was a bit of homage to it's Paul Rise. Oh yeah, the la- the yeah. previous album Rise. It's a bit of homage to Paul Simon. I think we always talk about that and kind of. I think I was trying to write a song that had a real distinct story to it. What I liked about this song too is it was a real collaboration between the band. Like I, I envisioned sort of it was a a woman a, a breakup between a, a man and a woman, which you know. That's standard in San Francisco, not as standard in San Francisco. Where am I going with this? Anyway, so uh, we, I wrote the first part kind of like the guy's point of view. And then Sarah, who was uh, one of our lead singers in the band at that time, wrote the woman's point of view. And Jason, actually, I had sort of the, the verses written and he came up with a chorus. So it was a real collaboration. But I always consider it kind of a bit of homage to Paul Simon and, and sort of those storytelling type of song versus just a, a hook. Mm-hmm. You know, some songs are really built off a hook, some songs are built off of a story. So mm-hmm. we were trying to do that. And I, I like how it came out. You can if you listen to the words, you can sort of hear the the guy's point of view. Why did you run away so far and not deal with this problem? And then and then you get to the woman's point of view as like you just never really were paying attention to me and you know, so why are you upset now that I'm gone? And and, and it, it, you know, tells that kind Typical. of story. <laughs> I know. Anyway, yeah. so that's how it came about. So if you were going to queue up this song, how would you do it? Ah, oh, yeah. So this was off of our album. Um, this was Rise, right? 2018. Yeah, yeah last 20, year. Yeah. Last so, our, our previous album before the new one. Yeah, far, and this is Far Away.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government, and it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? 
Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank release on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. 
enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how you can help. are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive, contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at Dark Side of the Circus. .brownpapertickets.com Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420 Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon
You're listening to the New Balance Breakfast podcast at Mutiny Radio. I'm your one of your hosts, Stefan Aronson. I'm joined here with uh, my other hosts. Uh, I'm Jason from Great Highway, and I'm here with... Corey from Silence No Good. And we've brought in a special musical guest for your pleasure, for your ears to enjoy for this uh, evening. Uh, we're joined here with Sam Johnson. Hello, world. Hello, world. This is our um, first recording. We're very excited about it. Uh, it'll be an ongoing show. We'll be here every other Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, we're excited to just like fill your ears with the sounds of the Bay Area and, and potentially other bands that are touring through. So uh, w- without further ado, um, our goal for the next two shows is to kind of d- dive into the balanced breakfast of uh, September 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Thus, that's why Sam's here. Hells yeah. Uh, Sam, wh- if you were going to like, like, if you had like a 10 second elevator pitch that so you're like, oh, we're, we're riding from floor zero or floor one up to floor four, and you're going to tell everybody like, this is why you got to check me out. What? I don't. <laughs> not a That's four thing. floors. It depends on how fast your elevator is. This, so this. So you're it's one a, of those old crank style ones. So yeah. You, yeah. you have like two minutes. And, okay. And you're at Universal Records for some reason, and all of a sudden the guy you want to invest in your project steps in, and you're like, I got four floors to convince you. Oh my God, I've never thought about that before. But uh, mostly sincere, mostly sincere songwriting. I try to draw from all you know, like legit life experiences. A little hyperbole, but uh, it's all, you know, I, I consider myself a traditional songwriter at the core of it, although I do work with like a lot of guys that are, you know, very mainstream and up on their game as far as modern production and stuff like that. I do. I, I consider myself like a, just like a regular classic songwriter. Hmm. And so like, uh, why the word regular? Because my wallet just got a little bit tighter and i was like i'm i don't have time to invest in regular man then don't have me on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> no we're at universal records right now in the elevator and i'm the ceo of like the asshole yeah then i guess suppose i'd ask to play them something would be the, the real way to do it let, let the music speak yeah like yeah I, I, I'm convinced. My alter yeah. ego is still thinking about it. <laughs> I'll think about it for the next one. Didn't you book him for your concert already? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but we're role. Oh, sorry, I'm breaking character. Play. I'm breaking we're role character. Playing uh, I broke character. Here, so oh, that sorry. What role am I? Uh, your anonymous passer passerby. I'm just like number that one. That's like what the fuck. <laughs> How would you describe your genre, Sam? Uh, I, I describe it as singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I describe it as pop acoustic. Yeah. And then I say the quintal, quintessential California sound. Ooh. I come from Los Angeles originally, uh-huh. and down there, like the beachy vibes, the reggae vibes, Sublime was huge when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Big influence on me, as well as No Doubt and stuff like that. So kind of that, kind of that genre. Gotcha. Sounds. Yeah. Sounds. I mean, I'd, I'd go to a show at Amnesia and check him out. Yeah. I would too. Is that genre making a comeback? I feel like people are starting to get more excited about Sublime again. You know what I'm talking about? Like Lana Del Rey just did a song with the bass player from Sublime. She just did like a remix of DJs, I think she did. I think it, it? I think it's that nothing ever goes away anymore is what it really is. Like if you give everything five years max, it'll be back like inevitably. Right, 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 right. Well, I think it's like (laughs) 20 years later at this point. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, thanks. Now I feel old. No, or it's just not coming back. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. It depends. Right. It's not coming back. Is there a genre that you don't want to come back? Uh, Do you guys remember when techno was like 
not cool and then it was like super cool all i time. remember when techno was called techno which <laughs> i feel like no, i feel like only like grandmas call it that now <laughs> it's true it's so hard to know genres like i'll be like yeah i like electronic music well what kind of electronic music do you like I go well. I like I like when saxophones are coming in. Well, what kind of saxophones like, in, are coming? Yeah, real? Geez, <laughs> so the fake kind, the synthesized. Yeah, of type. course, <laughs> of course. I like. The, turns out, I think I like Tropical House. Trop House. Of course you do. That sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah. Trop House. Aren't there like Kygo? there's three artists right that are actually Trop House, or are there now? There's more, huh? There's, yeah, but main ones yeah it just needs it needs lots of saxophone on loop and i'm like yes this is sexy but so your stuff does have like a lot of slick production i was just listening to it on the way over you you have a band like a backup band that plays with you or i know some cool dudes yeah. i gotta be honest with you I, yeah. at this point i've met some some pretty good producers who are really up on their game so okay. uh, i can't take credit for all of that but uh yeah i'm just an acoustic guitar player so a lot of my songs just start on the acoustic guitar in my living room yeah I mean, I still record just directly to my iPhone. And how do you play live? Like when you play at Amnesia, um, are you going to play with a band? I will have band? a band, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my producer, actually, Tim Vickers, uh, who's going to be a legend if he's not already kind of a legend. And then uh, my drummer, uh, Michael, will be there too. And uh, mm -hmm. we'll do like a three-piece. We haven't decided. We might run backing tracks. How do you guys feel about backing tracks? I use a backing track in my band. Yeah. My, yeah. my opinion on, on it is how sexy can you push the play button? Because it always drives me crazy when someone walks back to the computer, fumbles around, finds the Looks track, really bored. Yeah. drags it into the play area, and then yeah. they turn around to come back and play. But if you can figure out a way to like just be like, I didn't even notice that you pushed play. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty good at that, like sort of sexy DJing. I've seen you like s spin and. Well, I mean, you you get to see behind the scenes here, so all my sexy moves here, where I'm leaning and like you, <laughs> no one no one who's tuning in can see that. If only but they could us, see. It's they just are it's, sexy. it's getting it's really steamy in here. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Stop taking your clothes off, Stefan. That might have something to do with the hot and sweaty studio that we're currently in. I thought your uh, music video was extremely steamy. Uh, Which one? The, the future me one. I Thank you. I, I felt I felt steamy own. about that video. To yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's edgy and and it's got got a little violence, but it's also pretty sad. Who's the who's the uh, the girl in the video? Myra Swat, who's actually a musician. And oh really? Uh, yeah, she's in a band called the Cliptones. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, they play around locally and uh, do pretty well for themselves. And she's talented and was, yeah. was very fun to work with, very easy to work with. Yeah, good actress. Obviously, you guys saw the video. It wasn't that hard to <laughs> uh, pull off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the impetus for, for that video? Like, what? Tell, tell us, get deep on it. Um, first of all, I've never used the word impetus. What was the... I don't really... I, what was the backstory I'll come up with that? a more academic word. <laughs> we, While you answer that yeah. question, I'll come up with a more obscure, I didn't take the SATs. We need, like, uh, a dictionary for each of us so that when anybody drops some words, we're like, just a second. Yeah. Flip, flip, flip. Okay. Yeah. The backstory that I was, I was working with um, some really cool dudes in San Jose. They own a company called Redwall Studios, mm -hmm. and they're making they're making videos for like everybody right now. I mean, E40 on down. It's like a lot of hip hop stuff. But I kind of got in with them early, and um, mm -hmm. I really like Sonny at Redwall. He's the man, and so he kind of just helped me develop that. It was you know, it's not like the deepest music video of all time. The song I feel like is kind of deep, but uh, the the video is a, a little bit you know just like classic boy girl drama, cool cars, yeah. fist yeah. fights, you know. I like the scene in the like the Seven Eleven thing, and you're like fighting a guy. Dude, we literally just walked into a liquor store. And we're like, hey, you think we could have a little roll really? in here? Yeah. So that was my buddy Kiko, who's a uh, 
martial arts coach and I was doing some training stuff with him at the time. So just asked him if he'd roll with me to San Jose and do that scene. Yeah. The liquor store was probably relieved that it was like a fake fight instead of the usual real. (laughs) He's like, I don't have to break this up. It's just for a music video. Amazing. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Actually, I kind of remember some weird shit going down that day, like with somebody walking in trying to have some beef. Like it was going to weird part of San Jose. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Mm. Interesting. I feel like, I feel like we've written a new bio for him. It's like, I'm a singer songwriter that gets gritty when I need to in a seven 11 with yeah. some like romantic, uh, boy, your normal boy, girl, kind shady of stuff. part and of Silicon it's Valley. A, it's a little steamy, but I think you're going to like it. Check that out. Just uh, <laughs> release. Yeah. I'm, right. a, awesome. I'm a self-described bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm from, I am from Southern California. Do you, do you pull your white socks up to your knees? Not anymore. Okay. Now I'm about the ankle socks these days. Oh yeah. I'll even throw on some Nikes occasionally. I'll say this. You don't, you don't seem bro in the music or in the video. You're, you're bro in real life than you are. <laughs> you're, you have a less bro. It's a compliment. You have a de-broed facade. Mm, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of, you know, deprogramming. That's another yeah. big word, facade. Yeah. And no, I like that. No, right. I hang out there. Down. That's I not hang out there. I'm, I'm down with okay. that. Okay. Impotence? Impotence. <laughs> yeah, your impotent facade. Impotent. <laughs> I think that word changed. I feel like it started with a different word. Now I can't remember it. No, no, it's no really it was impotent. It was always impotent. Now I'm thinking about it as impotence. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. It'll fucking happen. Kind of a, kind of a bro-like impotence, if you will. Yeah. Thank you. Like a facade of... Is that a genre? Bro, like are we genre impotence? bending right now? Yeah, we're getting into some deep, deep subgenres. <laughs> yeah, it's under Trap House. Yeah, we gotta figure, trap f- figuring out below Trap House. Yeah, broy impotence. Well, there's a whole um, <laughs> genre of comedy now. I think that is like bro comedy. Really? You guys ever? I mean, like Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bert right. Kreischer. Dudes That's true. Like that. That's true. Guess well, what? that's Guess good. What? We need more white guys in comedy. Oh, <laughs> and podcasting. <laughs> yeah. And podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Not here. enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cattle call. We should just subsidize it. <laughs> I, I snorted. The whole time you guys have been talking, I've just been trying to think of all the subgenres of singer-songwriter. Because, um, I mean, what used to be so- socks up to your knees singer-songwriter is now ankle socks singer-songwriter with Nikes. And mm. Right. Well, the thing, do I wouldn't do you still have a skateboard, though? I don't. Oh. I don't. I retired from skateboarding. Electric kick scooter. No, dude. No. Uh, no. I'm working I'm right an old man at this point. I'm not trying to break nothing. I'm not trying to injure nothing. You, there's no workman's comp for musicians. I did the lamest thing on 4th of July. We went up and watched the fireworks on uh, Bernal Hill, and everybody was coming down the hill after having a couple of drinks, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite thrilled that I didn't slip, didn't fall, didn't hurt myself. And then we get to this really cool metal slide that's in the middle of Bernal Hill, and everybody's going down it, and I chose to use the stairs because I was like, I didn't get hurt yet, and I don't really like have the money to go to the that's hospital. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, that's pretty hardcore <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you talk about on rock and you roll are radio. So metal. Dude, yeah. so you want to know how much of a fucking wuss I am? The other day, I'm walking through the woods. I was in Seattle with a friend of mine. We're making some music. We're walking through the woods, and there's this branch laying across. Uh, it's probably like a 30 foot branch. And I said, let's see who can walk across this whole entire thing, balance across it. And then in my head, I was like, yeah, but you'll probably fall off and break an ankle. 
And then like I almost didn't do it. And then I was like, no, you got to man up and walk across this bridge. Oh, there's the bro voice. <laughs> Wait, I didn't, I didn't hear a change. I didn't hear it. Was the there, voice? Yeah, was there a change in his yeah, voice? Yeah, his tongue did a thing and then oh, okay. it got yeah. deeper and uh, yeah, yeah. a little more L.I. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Wall bottle. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, bro, you got to do it. Yeah, that might be the, the claw drink that he has. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the claw over there. Who doesn't have the claw these days? What flavor are you rocking? You got, oh, let's check it out. Bro. <laughs> natural lime. Oh. It's a good flavor. Yeah. Better than unnatural. It's natural, yeah. The, um, Harmless. The, uh, the, the bar that we do um, South by Southwest in, the Jackalope in Austin, they've been doing these great videos of uh, Jameson bottles smashing claw cans, and it's been, uh, it's been pleasant to me. I like that. Mm. Sorry, am I talking a lot? Can I... I think no, you're the guest. There's got to be, <laughs> there's gotta be a claw challenge. I've been trying to figure out what it is. Ooh, yeah. one, the one thing I've come up with so far is you chug a white claw and then burp as loud as you can because no. they're super fizzy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So maybe there are some other ones like that. I don't know. Just for Could you, you try doing it. that now. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's not a thing yet. I can't just be like make it a thing. Start it. We yeah. didn't. We didn't. We're not I'm, paying him enough. You guys are gonna ask me to. It's like a beaver. You guys are gonna ask me to. Deep throat donuts in a second, and then talk yeah, donuts. Uh, that's <laughs> Did I right. Just blow the surprise. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, great. you set it up. The the just if we're telling backstories, there's there's a challenge out there for all of the balanced breakfast bands oh, yeah. to take a bite of a donut, say your band name, take yeah. another bite of your donut. Say your band name. Do it until like the donut's gone, and see how many times you can say your band name. There's no swallowing in this situation, so there's no burps. Oh, all right. It's all in your mouth. So you're I supposed see. to you're supposed to talk while the donut is. Yeah, it's not your It's not the classiest the thing that's ever happened, but it mm -hmm. is fun. Have you gotten Sam to do this yet? I mean, he, I, I, th there's there's rumors that it could happen tonight. Oh really? I did bring donuts. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I mean, probably. I mean, maybe some some. Play some songs, then eat donuts, or like yeah. <laughs> oh, he could sing with a donut. Sing with mouth. a donut. True. That would change the genre. It's a whole new challenge. Yet another subgenre under yeah. House. All right, you guys uh, talk to my manager, and then uh, I'll see if I could do that. How 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 quick is she to respond on uh, social media? Depends on what it is. Yeah. I feel like you guys talk to my manager as a way of saying it's never going to happen. <laughs> she advised me. I don't even have a, I don't even have a manager. I just want I just want to not answer that oh, question. Clever. I'm just kidding. I totally have a manager named. Cheryl, she's dope. She is. Cheryl. She responds really quickly on social media and yeah. is very detailed in her request, and it's quite nice. Oh. <laughs> All right, plug for Cheryl. I mean, oh, Cheryl. I mean, uh, I mean, as someone who deals with lots of bands, and bands can be so um, <laughs> delayed in their responses or like mm -hmm. uh, so gray area in their like. Oh yeah, we'll do this and this and this. Non-committal. Yeah. Yeah. So she speaks for him very well. Well, uh, it's also just hard to to manage manage yourself and like get back to everything and i mean for me i do this thing i call glance reading it's not even really reading it's just like a message will come in and i'll just be like got the mm. gist all right and then yeah. i'll miss a ton of stuff and, and i won't answer I all, the, all the things you. you're supposed to respond to so yeah having somebody that's like thorough and responsible is good that's yeah. a good music industry question how many if we're going on facebook likes or follows however you want to say that how many before you needed a manager? Mm. I needed a manager since I was like five. <laughs> uh, after you left your parents' house, and <laughs> five five years after old. MySpace, uh, and yeah, somewhere in the middle of Facebook, uh, Instagram kicks in, and you're like, I've got 4,000 followers. I need a manager. Nah, it's not like that. I mean, 
I'm always kind of of the mindset of like, I just want to do everything myself. And, um, you know, I've, I guess I have like commitment issues to a degree. So it's hard to let somebody into something that you've been building on your own. Mm. But, at, uh, at certain points you just kind of have to look at, uh, what's going on and, and, and make the decision to trust people. Yeah. I guess. How so. long did it take you to trust, uh, Sh- Cheryl? Cheryl? Oh man! What's the story like, what, there? was there What's a point the where you were like, "Hard right. to get into this." Yeah, yeah. Um, it's either this or your dating life. So you choose. You don't want your professional either, right? dating. <laughs> you don't even professional dating. Um, so, yeah, I met Cheryl like six or seven years ago. I just like some super small gig, and um, she's a real like a super music fan. Super like you are you guys super fans or like like she's a super music fan? And there's yeah. a lot of people like that are just like real big fans of stuff. Um. She's texting me right now. I just flipped my phone over. So uh, <laughs> you did, did you do All the glance the thing? She's here. like, please stop glance talking out. about me. Yeah. Surely you did this the glance thing. This is not the point of your interview. Got the details. <laughs> anyway, so we just got in touch. And then she hit me with this email one day. I believe I could be wrong. She hit me with this email. And it was like, here is an organized spreadsheet of all the places you should contact to get other gigs. And I was like, uh, what? I don't know how to use Excel. I still don't know how to use Excel. And, uh, I was, I, and in my head at the time, it just kind of clicked. I was like, well, here's a very highly organized person. That's obviously motivated. That obviously loves music. So we kind of, uh, dabbled in that. And then over the years became friends. And then I have worked on many projects together. And then, uh, you know, I guess things just develop it's a weird you know management is a, is a weird thing yeah you guys uh you have amazon prime mm-hmm. yeah yeah have you watched the marvelous mrs Maisel? yeah you <laughs> great have show, great show fantastic show right? both of them laughed at you and i was like yeah that's good it's a i have never show. heard of it i was just laughing it's, it's, it's super good yeah, yeah stand-up comedy yeah it's like i think it's the 1950s it, yeah, sounds about right right and mm-hmm. it's a you know female lead and she becomes a professional stand-up comedian and it kind of chronicles her journey and mm-hmm. and her relationship with her manager and you know that that whole thing she's from mad tv is she yeah she's originally from mad tv the the manager was wait oh, what's manager. her name uh, this was like a i don't know the manager's name uh, but one of the you know <laughs> so that's interesting so stand-up comedy was there anything besides music you ever wanted to do like when you were a kid what was your first thing that you wanted to do the first thing I was ever in love with was surfing. Oh, that's so LA. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, I was obsessed. <laughs> You're welcome. I was obsessed with surfing. So obsessed. you want to be like a pro surfer? I I didn't. I don't think I ever had that idea. I was just like very very into surfing. I I didn't really even ever think about music until mm-hmm. like kind of later on too. But uh, I was very into surfing and and um, I started getting mediocre. And then uh, <laughs> one day a huge swell came in. It was El Nino back in uh, the day. Yeah. And uh, I'd just gotten finished reading a book about Mavericks and big wave surfers. And I decided, like, this is the time to go out there. And yeah. I pretty much ruined my surfing career because after that I discovered the ocean is scary. Yeah, super unforgiving. Yeah. I was such a poser growing up. I had like Trans World skateboarding, Trans World uh, uh, snowboarding. You can't even say Trans surfing. World these days. Yeah. Well, the, but then, but then the the and I wasn't doing any of them. I was just looking at the pictures and being, oh my gosh, surfers, that's so cool. Snowboarding, yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Skateboarding, so that's so cool. And then I started skateboarding. I broke my thumb, got stitches in my chin, like oh, bumps and bruises. I'm like, so it turns out I really like the magazines and not yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah. changed everything for me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> Pro yeah. Skater classic i feel like a lot of people just like like the surf fashion and like yeah you know, yeah oh yeah if you didn't have hurley 
in my yeah. school, you weren't shit. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be wearing early. <laughs> so when was it, when was it finally music for you? Like when did, when did you start thinking about it seriously? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, I guess I was in a band in high school that, uh, was in my memory, uh, kind of like doing well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was the first positive response to music I had had really. Were you the lead singer? I was the singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that dream kind of carried with me. And then I decided that it was not feasible and, uh, I was still in bands and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, I would take it super seriously. Like I was always very into writing. It was, it was kind of just what I always did. And then I didn't really, uh, get serious about it, even though I thought I was. And then one day my uncle was like, Hey, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> uh, classic like, uncle question. I was like, uh, they you ask know, the questions. Dads, I got yeah. a band and I'm yeah. in a, I got a job and I'm in a band. Get some Hurley gear. <laughs> he's I'm like, doing great. He's like, maybe you want to consider doing something seriously. <laughs> and I was like, harsh. I was like, okay. Harsh. And he's like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I have no idea. Mm. And he was like, all right. Pretend I have a gun to your head. <laughs> hey, that's similar to your question. It's like a variation. I mean, it's elevator. Four story elevator, gun to the gun. head. Yeah, I guess I've gotten soft in San Francisco. Yeah. I grew, I grew up somewhere that had guns, and that would have been the question that like we would have asked. But If somebody was about to shoot you? Yeah, San Francisco how would you made pitch me your soft. Music? I mean, you can't buy guns in the city, so it's like, who's got this gun? Hmm. Well, this was in a different city. Right, where you can buy so guns. So it's feasible, yeah. Yeah. What, what, me. what city? Alameda. Uh, do they sell guns in Alameda? I don't think they do. Some people are, <laughs> people are getting them in on the bridge and tunnels, though. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, gun to your head, what are you going to do? And I was like, mm. uh, music. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, you better get on it then, boy. But so, like, how did you know, like, it sounds like you didn't, like, train musically or anything. You just started singing in a band. Like, how did you even know you were good and that, you know, was just crowd reaction or, like... Um, I wasn't good. <laughs> oh, I so, like, I I thought I was, though. I thought I was cool. So, how'd you get good, then? That's a good start. Um, I got good from street performing. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. And I would argue I'm still getting good to this By day, yourself? So. Yeah. Yeah. You just go out with a guitar or something? Yeah, that was the scariest oh, yeah. thing I ever did. Wow. That was terrifying. What was the first time like? I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> no, you don't want to. I don't want to tell you. Why'd you, why'd you decide to street perform? Was it just like to get yourself in front and get your music in front of more people? Yeah, well, it was my uncle's idea. Yeah. Oh, really? He's like, well, the thing is, if you're going to be a musician, you have to play every day and you got to start performing in front of people and, you know, getting an audience. And it's going to be really hard to book yourself five days a week if you're nothing yeah and so uh he came up with the idea of street performing and i yeah. enrolled in this there's a street performers program in san francisco you gotta get a there's license a street performance you gotta get a license so you gotta have insurance wow so those like those guys in the bar station are like licensed uh, no not there that's that's not that same thing but like if you go to fisherman's wharf that's all licensed oh yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. i guess that i guess that checks out how much is insurance <laughs> it's like 300 dollars a year Jeez. something like that mm-hmm. yeah well, you got to spend money to make money. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, so that's how, so I started doing that. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I've never told anybody this before. Exclusive. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Are you recording? The first time yes. I street performed, I try to pretend like I might be possibly homeless. 
like I didn't wear super nice clothes or anything like that. Uh Like I tried to be like, you know, like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I didn't know how I was supposed to look. Also, I don't even think I had a microphone or anything like that. I think I was just like an acoustic guitar and like a pot for money. And Mm -hmm. and so like I wore like scroungy clothes and shit like that. But then eventually I realized that the, the idea is to make yourself awesome. Yeah. And then for people to be like, oh, you're cool. So was the was the homeless act just to like sort of not stand out too much and that just was just, blend th- in that with was the just buskers? me being scared and I didn't know what to do or yeah. how to handle yeah. that or like what people's perception of me might be. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Like when you cleaned up and weren't acting homeless anymore, did you make more money or less money <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. or the same amount of money? No, yeah, I, I, how did I, the pot? So, so, the, so the first time I went out, I made like $12 uh-huh. when, I, when I was like, I think. I'm like quasi homeless guy. Yeah, that's candy right. money. <laughs> I was like, hey, at least I can get the the boat, the ferry ticket back to Alameda. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next time I went out, I kind of got my shit together a little bit more, and I had an amp, and I was using some some playback machine, actually a CD player. <laughs> and then uh, I made six. I made machine. sixty bucks in three days, hey. in three hours. I made sixty dollars in three hours. Nice. Wow. And I was like, dude, that's how much I was making at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And then, so eventually I was like, I bet you I can make a hundred bucks. And then I started making a hundred bucks for very regularly. Yeah. And I was like, I bet you I make 200 bucks. And so like, yeah. you know, six months goes by and now I'm clearing 200 bucks every day for, you know, pretty regularly and selling CDs. Yeah. And then one day out of the blue, I sold out of CDs and made like $450 in an hour. Dang. What? And I nearly had a panic attack. I was like, people like this. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah, yeah. so, it was so surreal. And then I really hit the street performing super hard. And, um, wow. and that was like good for development and then, uh, good for meeting people. I'm still friends with a lot of people that I met through street performing to this day. And this that was like co-performers and, uh, or just like random. No, not really that. Although I knew, dude, I just don't know a couple of those guys, but, uh, no people I'm talking like yeah. fans, yeah. you know, people that support me. Yeah. So would they start like showing up to where you would be, you know, to like see you again? Occasionally. Again? Yep. Yeah. You'd have some repeat people and awesome. then, you know, people that follow you on Facebook or answer your emails mm-hmm. and write to you. And what was your favorite place to busk? I mean, Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. I, that's where I would go. There's yeah. a couple spots down there. Pier 39. I eventually, that's like the coveted spot. Pier mm-hmm. 39. Somebody's got to die for you to get into Pier 39. Mm. And, uh, I somehow got hooked up. Is with Cheryl that. calling you? No, man. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> the um, from from Buskington now. Either how do you measure it? how many songs you have, or how many albums you have, or how do, how are you measuring what's released? How, how am I measuring? Yeah, like okay, so you, you if you were trying to measure the amount of stuff you've created over the last years, do you do you do you measure it in the amount of recorded songs, amount of written songs? Like, how do you measure your success from then to now kilograms yeah i i I, i'm trying to think if that's european measurements (laughs) i have no idea i don't even know what a kilogram is um i don't i don't generally think about that i think i've released three eps and then probably enough singles for another ep or album and then i mean that's not a ton but i've written quite a bit more just the the process of recording since i'm not an engineer i'm not a producer has been you know it's tough to get get that cracking mm-hmm. yeah what's the what's the newest thing that you've uh released i had a song come out a couple of weeks ago called 21. 21 yeah yeah you heard that one mm-hmm. that's a smooth groove smooth groove yeah, all right sexy appreciate it is that just a sex song you can be honest with me it's not it's a sexy song yeah 
But I mean, like, sure I, can't, I can't get away with just doing full blown sex songs. No, at this point, no. I can't go full John Mayer on it. Your body is a wonderland. Shit. Oh damn, that is a sex song. You're right. Yeah. No, I guess if you if you'd be all sweet like that, you could do it. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just gonna, couch it in romance, but really it's you know just, it's, this just is about a good old fashioned fucking. But how much? Song. But how much more of that song? How much more of that song do you know besides "Use My Hands"? Like, your body just Nothing. over and over. My body is wonderland. No, that's all I know. Is over and over. I mean, like, those are the songs I get stuck in my head, and I'm like, do I need to know more? Do people ever compare you that to that kind of like? I get John Mayer and Dave Matthews is the most often comparison, which is like, if you if we're about to, are we gonna listen to this recording at some point? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I may or may not have it queued up. I may have known the answer to my question, but I was trying to set you up for it. Sneaky mother. I may have already had it queued, but whereas I was like an excited fanboy, so I said, "21." Oh my God, we're gonna play this song finally. <laughs> That's better than oh we have uh Sam what's his last name? <laughs> Sam S- S- Smith Plankton S- Johnston. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I get it, especially <clears throat> a lot of times when I perform, I perform by myself. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a, the worst allergies of all time. Mm. Uh, allergic to humans? Just a few. Yeah, cool. He's allergic to amateur radio shows. Yeah, yeah dang. <laughs> Luckily, he's on our show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we'll clear it right up. Right up. <laughs> okay, um, let's get to the song. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should play that bad boy. Uh, how would you cue up this song? How would you? How would like you're you're about to like? That's a sexy eat. end of summer jam. Mm. You're about that's, to listen that's all, to That's all I need to say. There's more to it than that, but you got to ask me in person. Let if you the want song to speak all for right, itself. Play. Okay. 